Welcome to a fresh new podcast, Young, Brown and Not Entirely Free. Presented by your co-hosts, Zam and Ruhi. Two women who are down for having candid conversations about the challenges collectively faced by brown females. Their mission is to build a community of people who want to live an authentic and ambitious life in the face of cultural norms that can often hold brown women back. Originating from India and Nepal, they believe it's possible to embrace their cultural heritage without being bound up by it. Join them every week as they discuss everything from PR to periods and parents to papards. Nothing is off limits. If you're a young brown woman who doesn't yet feel free to fully be yourself, Sam and Ruhi have got your back. When I was in primary school, my dad told me that he was training me up to be the prime example of a good Indian daughter so that he could one day wash his hands and let me take the lead with my little sister. In other words, parent her. And that's what makes me young, brown and not entirely free. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast. I'm Zam and this is my co-host Ruhi. Hi. Today we're going to be talking about parenting our siblings. Let's start with you because you have really struggled lately to be an older sister to your brother as opposed to trying to be his mother and parent him through his teenage years. Yes, that's correct. I think my brother is 18. And I think he's 18. Sorry. My brother is 18 <laughs> and I am 29. And I can tell you that it is only until recently I have reflected on the fact that I've been mothering him for the last 18 years of his life and my life, and I want to make more of an effort to be his sister. And how did you come to that realisation? Did I have something to do with it? You always have something to do with (laughs) the big revelations in my life. But I think I was just going through a really difficult time in my own life and I was starting to evaluate the things that were making me feel like I was struggling. And one of those was my relationships and my relationships with family. And of recent, my relationship with my brother has been a little bit challenging for me because as he's sort of transitioned into young adulthood from being a teenager, our bond or our closeness has changed A lot of his sort of attitudes and behaviours, which understandably is all about being like a young adult and turning 18, which I completely appreciate. And went through yourself. And went through myself. I found myself trying to discipline him and trying to control his behaviours and attitudes that I didn't like rather than just trying to listen to how he was transitioning or support him through some of the struggles he himself was facing, like getting through VCE, making new friends at uni, transitioning into uni, getting his driver's license, all that kind of stuff. I was just wanting to control the big parts of his life rather than spend time with him as a friend. Yeah. And at one point I was just feeling really distraught by the amount of responsibility I felt like I had on my plate. So I do remember calling you. Yes. Really distressed Mm. and asking you for your advice and wisdom. And you told me to stop parenting him. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, before you said that, I wasn't really aware that that's what I was doing. You just thought that was your job as an older sister. I did. To set him on the right track. Yeah, to make sure that he did the right things, what I thought was right or what I thought was safe. Mm. 
Um, and it didn't even occur to me that I wasn't even being his friend. Yeah. I think there were points in time where you felt like he was taking advantage of your generosity and even disrespecting you. For example, if you had just come home from a night shift and you were trying to fall asleep and he'd just barge into the house with all of his friends, in that situation, you do need to control the situation by speaking to him about boundaries and respecting you as a person and the fact that you needed to get your sleep and it wasn't fair to just cause such a racket downstairs while you were trying to fall asleep and get some rest before your next shift. So that's different to then trying to tell him how he should be behaving in his life separate to you. That's a very good point. And I think that just sort of took me some time to understand. I do want him to know how to respect other people's boundaries, including mine, but I don't want to tell him how to live. Yeah. And that was a really difficult thing to do, interestingly. Yeah, and... What you said just then was really interesting in that it's not your role to teach him how to respect other people's boundaries other than by modelling it. You can teach him to respect your boundaries and I think that's the distinction between being a parent and being a sister. It's actually your parent's role to teach him how to respect other people's boundaries in general. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. And I think he's not really had that conversation with my parents. Like he hasn't he hasn't learnt that. Yeah, and I guess that's the beginning of it all. That's the crux of it. In both of our cases, and particularly in yours, you felt like you stepped into this role at a very young age because you felt like your parents weren't doing an adequate job according to what you thought were good parenting values. Yeah, and it's sort of like this ongoing battle or conversation I keep having to have with them about some of the the behaviours that they themselves need to model to him. I remember, you know, like when we were younger, my parents asked me to take my brother to Europe with me so he could learn yeah. from me. That's a quite, quite a dramatic thing to sort of... Because how old were you both? He was 12. Yeah, that's huge. Um, and so... And you were... Uh, I was like 22, I guess, so yeah. 10 years difference. And that was quite a big responsibility on me. But I was so happy to do that. Because, you know, we were close as kids. But I think their motive was so different to us just hanging out and getting to know one another and things like that. Of course they wanted those things, but they just wanted me to parent him and teach him almost like how to grow up. Yeah, how to be in the world. Yeah. Why do you think that responsibility was relinquished to you? Is it because they were so busy with work or because they felt too far removed from the Australian culture that us and our siblings grew up in, that they felt like they couldn't do an effective job or what do you think it was? I think it was a bit of both. Yeah, my parents were busy, but, you know, they were busy with me too. How did I, how did I grow up? Well, perhaps you felt a lot of pressure growing up. Yeah, I did. But I also think it's that me growing up and learning through my own experiences and growing up in Western society, I could relate to my brother better than they could ever relate to him. Mm. And I see why they would think that and I, like, fully understand why they would want me to step in and help. I mean, guidance is one thing, but taking on their responsibility is a completely different thing as well. Yeah. Can you give us some recent examples of where you've taken on that responsibility and where you felt like you had to reprimand your parents and 
tell them to pull their socks up in the parenting department with regard to your brother? Yeah, of course. So as a young adult, my brother has been getting a lot of freedom in his life. Unlike myself growing up, he had a lot of things handed over to him on, shall we say, a silver platter. So Mm. having... Probably to do with being the youngest in the family, but also being a male. Yep, both of those things. And I'm not bitter about it. I'm just a little bit disappointed. Why? Because I think it's not teaching him how to be responsible as an adult and how to work hard for things. And earn his way. And earn his way as he transitions into adulthood. It's not setting him up for dealing with discouragement and disappointment, which are really real things in adulthood and even young adulthood. So I guess, you know, having things like a car that you didn't pay for or having a lot of flexibility in your schedule, like being able to come home and go out whenever you want, go to a lot of parties. Without having to chip in with household. Yeah, Yeah, without chipping in with like chores or anything like that. And, you know, to the point that it was almost abusing my parents' generosity and hospitality where they would be cleaning up after him. Yeah. And they would be lending him money. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah. How they were just giving him money without him really asking for it all the time. Yeah. But tell us what your dad's ultimatum was. He basically wanted my brother to focus on his studies and any other energy that he would put into anything else he wanted out of his life. So, for example, he didn't want him working full time. Yeah. He didn't want him hanging out with his friends or having a girlfriend and that kind of stuff because it would distract him from his studies. But then he would be giving him extra pocket money to put in petrol into his car and to, like, support his lifestyle, which is kind of... Counterproductive to what he was trying to achieve. But I remember you also saying that... He told your brother, you can do whatever you want. You can go out clubbing or drinking as long as you get high distinctions at uni. Which I also think is like not the best way (laughs) to to parent a child with all due respect because I think it's sending really conflicting messages about the kind of responsibilities that you need to keep with your education um, and with your lifestyle. But those were similar things that he, he told me as well growing up. Yeah, yeah. So I've gently tried to sort of approach their parenting styles and have um, let them know that I don't agree with some of the things that they've been telling my brother. They're listening to what I have to say, actually, but I'm not sure that they're changing their, their style of parenting. And what if they never change? How do you reconcile that? How do you still stop yourself from trying to step into that role and just be his sister? Well, up until recently, I was just getting really angry and frustrated and trying to push for change. Yeah. Again, that was me trying to be the parent in this relationship. And so since then, I've taken a step back. And it's also come with me going to counselling and sort of understanding these patterns of behaviour and what's my responsibility and what's not my responsibility. So taking a step back from it and coming to peace with the fact that I'm not the parent. I don't need to make up rules. I don't need to tell them how to be a parent or advise them of what I think is correct. Mm. So being at peace with that and letting them listen to me and do what they think is right for my brother. Yeah. But I'll still guide them. If they want help, if they want encouragement, if they want any kind of advice, I'm still there to give it. Yeah. But I'm not going to enforce it on them. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, I mean, I personally feel like that's still a bit inappropriate. 
what for them to rely on you to give parenting advice when it's their job to be parents. Like I feel like our parents in general need to be more forthcoming with professional development or rather parental development, just in the same way that in the workplace you do professional development and you go to training days. Well, there's heaps of parenting workshops out there. There's plenty of books on parenting. There are websites, podcasts. There's so many resources at their disposal, resources that I'm using now as a parent that I feel that they should be turning to. And also parenting experts who are out there that do consulting with this sort of thing, rather than turning to their daughter for guidance with parenting, because you're forming your parenting values for when you become a mum, because I know that's something you really want in future. So it's not fair to come to an almost 30-year-old for advice and guidance on that when they can go to people who are more experienced than them or at the same level of experience but have expertise on this, whom they can seek advice from. Yeah, I think that's an important point. I also do notice that sometimes they are helpless and sometimes that they do struggle. I want to help in those situations. Do you have an example? Um, When they just don't know what to do anymore. With my brother, for example, if he's just not listening to them. And there have been a number of times where they've asked me to talk to him because they can't talk to him because he doesn't talk to them. Mm. So I'm very open to having those conversations, not for them, Mm. but just for me as well, Mm. just to see where he's at. Yeah. So, yeah, I do. I really do respect that they need to find a way to grow professionally as parents. Mm. But I'm happy for them to include me. Yeah, because you're part of the family. and Because I am part of the family. Yeah, and I do care about my brother and helping my parents at the same time. So my personal opinion is that it's fine for all of you to discuss family issues together and that if there's something that is concerning about your brother's behaviour, try to open up a conversation with him and see what's going on in his life and try to be a source of support for him as long as it only goes that far and that your parents aren't telling you to speak to him in a way that puts the burden on you to then fix the situation on their behalf. I think that's where they need to be seeking help and potentially looking into family counselling or other means by which they can try to get through to him because your relationship with your brother is your relationship. It's very different to their relationship with him and it's not fair to ask a child to try and convince another child or to try and talk them into doing the right thing according to what the rest of the family deems appropriate. But how has it been going so far for you? I think it's definitely improving ever since I took that step back and followed your advice. I've started to be more of a sister and we've had conversations, very open conversations about like respecting one another's boundaries and letting each other in into our lives and starting off those conversations like, I really want to get to know you more as my brother. I don't want to be your parent anymore. I don't want to be your mum because I'm not. And so he's really open to that and... Now we share a lot of things together. Yeah. It's not like it's just magically improved overnight. It's taken quite some time for us to keep steady. And pain. Yeah. It was a painful process, but it was worthwhile. It was worthwhile. And now I think we have a better relationship or it's like trending towards that anyway. Can you tell everyone, if you feel comfortable, what your brother does in the mornings? Oh, yeah. This is something that's very new and it surprised and shocked me. 
He got up in the morning today and he said, good morning, it's such a beautiful day outside but not as beautiful as you. And he gave me a hug. (laughs) That's so sweet. And I couldn't have even imagined him doing that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's so lovely and thoughtful. And I know your brother and he's a really kind and lovely soul. He really is. And as we can attest to ourselves, going through adolescence is a rocky road and you do make a lot of mistakes that you look back on, but your brother's heart is definitely in the right place. And I think ultimately with both you and I, we just want them to be kind people, kind, compassionate people who don't take things for granted and don't take advantage of other people or act unkindly. I think both you and I have tried to step into that role of trying to teach them that. But I think the best thing that we can both do is just model it for them. Obviously, we've acted unkindly before in our lives, so we're guilty of those things. But just by being a loving and kind and compassionate human being now, without having to actively teach them, it just sort of transfers. That spirit of kindness transfers over without us having to parent them. In my case, I think it was more that I felt like I had to emotionally parent my sister because we never talked about emotions in our family. And my sister and I both never went to our parents when we were struggling with something emotionally because we knew that it would just get written off as being a silly thing that's just in our heads and I'll just get over it and move on. So I was always the one that she could confide in. We would always have difficult but enriching conversations together, whereas we barely had any conversations of depth with our parents. So I was her go-to when it came to any tricky situations she found herself in. And I felt like I had to guide her through some life situations where it would have been ideal for my parents to guide her. And what was that? Oh, like when we were younger, if some kid was bullying her, for example... If she had felt comfortable enough to tell my parents, it then would have been their responsibility to go and raise it in the school with her teacher and have a plan moving forward. It wasn't my role to do that. If I'm honest, I didn't feel confident enough to even raise anything with a teacher because I was really young and naive myself. It's our parents' job to deal with things like that. I just wonder, did your parents know that you had a really strong relationship and that you were confiding in each other this closely and do they feel like they wanted to be a part of it or they just left you to do that or what was the situation? So they know that we're extremely close and they've always known that. I don't think they've ever necessarily wanted to be a part of it but there would be situations where my mum for example would find out about an important detail in one of our lives a lot later than the other one had found out. And she'd be like accusatory and why didn't you tell me and how can you not tell me that and how could you tell your sister but not me? And it's like you never fostered that relationship. So how can you expect us to be that open with you now? Mm, Whereas when it comes to my sister and I, we've always fostered that relationship. So nothing is ever too difficult to say to the other I guess at times my mum has felt left out, but that's of her own doing. Things have slowly gotten better in that through some family counselling, we've tried to build things up again, but it's still been very slow progress and the trust still needs to be built up in our relationship with our mum. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot more to that, which we can talk about in future episodes where our parents have just been overly critical of us and behaved in ways that have made us feel distant from them. 
So that's another added dimension to that. But yes, they have felt left out at times. But apart from the groundbreaking bits of information that they wished we had shared earlier, for example, when I got pregnant, I told my sister and you right away. Whereas with my parents, I waited three months to tell them because I just didn't have the same level of trust that they would keep it to themselves. And they didn't in the end. My mum ended up telling someone straight away when I had asked her to wait. Sometimes I think my mum wishes she was closer to us, but without having put in the hard yards first. Do you see your parents ever wishing that? I think my parents are just happy that I share all the big things in my life with my brother. Yeah. If it's not necessarily with them. Yeah. My dad has said this to me so many times, like, I just want you two to be very close and do life together. Even if you don't want to tell us anything, that's fine. Yeah you know, which is sort of different to what you're saying about your mum. And that makes me want to share it with my dad, to be honest. Yeah. It makes me feel like, yeah, I do want to include him because he's not very intrusive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he wants he wants me to open up and share when and if I feel comfortable. That's lovely. Yeah. So I just wanted to touch on that point that you mentioned about modelling behaviour and I definitely agree with you on that point. We need to start modelling the behaviour for our siblings to then be guided in their own behaviour. Yeah. Of recent, I've noticed that when I'm able to let him know about my boundaries, communicate my boundaries, show him what my boundaries are by myself respecting other people's boundaries, like my parents' boundaries in this house, that he's starting to get it a bit more. Yeah. And he's starting to apologise for the things that he now notices that I don't appreciate. Yeah. And he's able to trust me and call me when he's in trouble or when he really needs my help. And not just when he needs money and abuses my generosity, but when he actually needs help. Yeah, that's awesome. So to you, our listeners, have you found yourself in a position where you've had to parent your siblings Or have you ever been on the receiving end of your older brothers or sisters parenting you? If so, how does that feel? And what's your feedback on everything we just said? We're so keen to hear from you. Please head to our podcast community on Facebook, Young, Brown and Not Entirely Free. We'd love to hear from you. So Ruhi, where can we find you again? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lee, L-E-E underscore Ruhi, R-U-H-I, and where can we find you, Zan? You'll only find me on our Facebook group. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll catch you next episode. Bye.